Welcome everybody to our Public Health 3100 podcast on sexual assault presented by Group 9 from the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1115 section. My name is Maggie Watson. I'm Jack Lambert. I'm Harless Vera. I'm Taylor Andrews. And I'm Cole Hayes. Our goal in this podcast is to show you the importance of the sexual assault issue in our nation, especially among college-age students. We would also like to include a disclaimer that the content we will, talk, we will be talking about may be difficult to listen to for some audience members who may have a history with sexual assault. With that being said, let's get the conversation started. Let's start with some facts to highlight just how prevalent this issue is. As presented by the Department of Justice, only 12% of student assault survivors report their experiences to the police. Furthermore, out of every 100 rapes recorded, only two rapists are expected to spend any time in prison. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center notes that more than 90% of sexual assault victims on college campuses do not report their assault, as well as 63.3% of men at one university self-reporting acts qualifying as rape or attempted rape. And those who admitted to it also admitted to committing repeat rapes. We have a short clip here from ABC News about sexual assault on college campuses. We move on now to the big headline about sexual assault on college campuses. We learned today that a staggering 55 universities are facing a federal investigation because of the way they respond to their students in a crisis of sexual assault. ABC's Paula Ferris has the story. Alcohol, loud music, and late nights. Sexual assault on campus doesn't always happen like that. It can happen anywhere at any time, and the colleges may not be doing enough. Today, the warning shot from the U.S. Department of Education fired at those 55 colleges and universities that receive federal funds being investigated for possibly mishandling sexual violence and harassment complaints from students. Among those on the list, Harvard, Michigan, Ohio State, Southern Methodist, and UC Berkeley. This news just as students across the country right now preparing to make one of the most important decisions regarding their future, which college or university to attend. 25-year-old Harmony Reed says she was a victim of sexual assault on campus. It happened her freshman year. She wasn't at a party and no alcohol was involved. It was shortly after classes that a friend of mine sexually assaulted me in his dorm room. I did fight him. I said no multiple times. We have to do everything in our power to protect them. These are our children. These are our wives, our daughters, our sisters. These are you. They, these people are you. I am someone's friend. I'm someone's daughter, but I'm also a survivor of sexual assault. We reached out to several schools on the list. They all said they take any allegation of sexual assault extremely seriously and are working to combat it. But tonight, the push is on to make every campus for every student safer. Paula Ferris, ABC News, New York. With that being said, here are some of the things this podcast is going to look at. Why is it that this is not something that is talked about more widely? Why are so many perpetrators of these acts left without repercussions? And why do victims feel a need to stay silent about their abuse? One reason may be victim shaming. Many victims of sexual assault are blamed for the incident told that they were asking for it or blamed just based on what they were wearing. But ask yourself, who would choose to be assaulted? By its very definition, sexual assault 
constitutes a lack of willingness and consent for the acts that are done to them. The victim is never to blame. So what are some solutions to victim shaming? One thing could be having a better, more open dialogue surrounding sex cultures on campus. If students and faculty are more comfortable speaking out about aspects like sexual assault and what actually happens on our campuses, that can be a huge turning point on the matter. Another answer to the victim shaming issue is being is having a safe place where the assault victim can go to explain and report the incident. By affording a place of refuge for those who may have been assaulted, the victim may feel more inclined to report the crime under the veil of anonymity. I think the first step to solving sexual assault is protecting the victims and making them feel as comfortable as possible in a situation where it's extremely hard to find peace. They may have experienced a serious trauma from the event that may affect them psychologically and physically, depending on the manner of the assault. It is extremely important for students to have access to resources on campus to help them if they or someone they know experiences sexual assault. More often than not, there are resources on campus and they don't even know about them or how to use them. Increasing education on this topic is vital for working to solve this problem. I know when we first entered the University of Georgia freshman year, we were required to complete an online safe haven course which went over sexual assaults in a few brief video segments and required the participant to pass a test at the end. Nothing really came out of this though. Most students I spoke to regarding the course did not really pay that much attention and just played the videos through without actually watching them and then took the exam to get it over with. Maybe something better on the educational aspect of sexual assault would be to have upperclassmen speakers come and talk to the freshman class and tell their personal stories and sexual assault on campus has affected their lives. They could speak about what they did, not just to solve the issue, but to also cope with their experiences. This would show how this is truly an issue that happens on campus and that there are ways to get through it. I think this would do a much better job at showing these younger adults just how it can affect people as well as the consequences of these terrible actions. I know it would do better than just having some mandatory module that they look at as a job than an experience. Furthermore, it would help if students were more aware of all the resources they had available to them at UTA. Some examples of these resources include RSVP and Student Care and Outreach. Starting with RSVP, it stands for Office of Relationship and Sexual Violence Prevention. This confidential service offers students 24-hour free support. This office can help as a confidential supporter and liaison for victims of sexual assaults. This can mean that they will help you with reaching out to law enforcement, the university, and even other medical personnel. Student Care and Outreach is another resource for students to use. This office aids students when they are going through difficult circumstances. If needed, they help the student withdraw from their classes. Although these two are great resources provided by UGA, they do not help prevent sexual assault. They are used as resources after the fact. It is still a great step forward, but more is needed to clean up the campuses. A study done by the United States Department of Justice determined many schools throughout the nation are not complying with all federal laws on reporting sexual assaults on campuses. This report shows that many universities in the United States 
still need guidance on how to follow these federal regulations meant to aid in the fight against sexual assaults on campuses. The sad fact of the matter is that these federal laws are not meant to directly prevent sexual assaults, but are there to record the assaults happening in universities. It is unfortunate that many campuses around the country can't even follow these procedures, let alone enacting more ways of combating sexual violence on campus. The study found that over a third of these universities aren't fully complying with federal regulations. However, there are those things on campus that can help decrease the amount of sexual assault at these universities. Another thing that could be done on campus to work on decreasing the amount of sexual assault would be to simply increase the safety procedures. The UGA Campus Police Department Department does great work on protecting students, but compared to other schools, there is still much that can be done. For example, like many other colleges, Auburn University has a late night campus bus shuttle program that will pick up students and safely, safely take them home from 6 p.m. to um, 7 a.m. This gives students a safe and free option to get home and they aren't first forced to walk alone. I think this is something that UGA could and should implement in addition to the current UGA bus system on campus. Again, it is so important for students to have access to many resources to help keep them safe and healthy. As we discussed, there are many opportunities and avenues college campuses can take to diffuse the problem at hand. Educating pe both people and institutions on sexual assault when it is most likely to happen, knowledge on rape kits and how al alcohol and drugs play into the matter will help lower the incidence of sexual assault at our schools. Setting up a solid anonymous process to report the assaults is critical to institutions handling the incidents properly while also keeping the victims safe. Amnesty is a large part of this and as many victims who are under the age 21 may feel inclined not to report the assault due to having been under the influence of alcohol or other symptoms, substances, sorry. Um, thankfully, UGA has a medical amnesty policy, so if you or someone you know is even in the situation that you feel you should report on campus, please do not hesitate to report the incident based on fear of being caught for something such as drinking. Amnesty policies such as that at the University of Georgia are important at any university, and if you attend a university other than the University of Georgia and your school does not have an amnesty policy, we encourage you to talk to your administrative staff about the importance of the policy in helping to reduce the number of sexual assaults on college campuses. People can get involved at their institutions by speaking with faculty and helping to plan these programs directly in order to get a student's view on board. Spread awareness of the issue and don't discredit victims when they are brave enough to tell their story. Look for little ways that you can make a difference on this topic, whether that means speaking out on the issue to your peers or even a larger group or simply going up to people when they are alone while out at night and asking them if they are okay. Little things go a long way when working to improve upon a problem such as this. We would love to hear your thoughts or ideas on how we can fix the issues at hand. Thank you for listening.